If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to the Bad Movie Night Podcast, covering the worst movies you've never seen. Go to our website, badmovienightpodcast.com, to watch our show and to listen to other episodes of our podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to Bad Movie Night. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Bad Movie Night Podcast. My name's Chris, and I'll be your host tonight as we talk about the 1994 horror film Bloodlust Subspecies 3. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was a nice, nice fist pump there. Uh, all right. No one could see. <laughs> so we are doing this movie because we are doing something called a pod crawl. If you're not familiar with what a pod crawl is, it's basically when a bunch of podcasts join together and review a series of movies together. We were chosen to do the third movie. Uh, we haven't actually seen any of the other <laughs> movies, but we'll try and get through this. So we want to thank everybody else involved here. The other podcast would be That's Cool, That's Trash, Rogue Riffers, and Wax on Wax Lyrical. So to get started with this series, you're going to want to jump onto That's Cool, That's Trash. They reviewed the first subspecies movie then go to rogue riffers they reviewed bloodstone subspecies 2 we're doing the third one and then finally after this make sure you check out wax on wax lyrical because they're doing the final subspecies movie which is bloodstorm which sounds really cool well it was such a cliffhanger at the end of this one so quite the cliffhanger so uh tonight i'm joined by aaron todd aj and scott how you guys doing hey yeah. So, uh, Aaron. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite vampire movie? Favorite vampire movie. I'm not a big vampire guy, to be honest. Um, I don't know, man. I don't really have a favorite. Hey, Todd, do you have any vampire movies you like? Well, you know, I'm not a huge fan of like jump scare movies, so naturally, I haven't seen a ton of vampire movies. Um, not that they're jump scary, but I just don't really, I haven't really gotten heavy so involved Twilight? in anything. <laughs> no, <I've> never, <laughs> that's, that's funny. It's clever. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen any of those. Uh, the underworld ones were lichens uh, versus vampires. Are, yeah. That probably technically doesn't count, but I mean, honestly, besides the underworld ones, I probably haven't seen that much see vampire Blade? stuff. Uh, no, I own. I own the entire set. Celebrate the entire Blade catalog. I celebrate their entire catalog without watching a single one of them. Okay. AJ, oh, AJ, do you, you have any vampire movies? Oh, um, Mel Brooks, Dracula, <laughs> oh. gentlemen. No, actually, that's Little not Nelson. a... I think that's a bad Mel Brooks movie. That is a bad what? Mel Brooks movie, which is hard to say because that's... He doesn't make too many. Bad it's all movies. right, and I mean, I like Leslie Nielsen too, but that just that, have, that movie's not. Have that you ever great. seen? Yeah. Have you ever watched Vamp from 1986? No, that's a weird one. That's one we should review sometime. I want to change my answer. Go ahead. Todd mentioned Underworld, and I started thinking about Kate Beckinsale and that outfit. And Ooh. yeah, I'm gonna go with Underworld. It's my favorite. <laughs> that's a solid movie. Yeah. yeah, the first one. Yeah, and. I, there's yeah. like 12 of them now. I'm not even sure if I could tell you what happened. Isn't there one in theaters right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it just came out, I think. I think it's called um, Underworld Subspecies 7 Bloodlust. <laughs> I guess it has a fan base somewhere, right? Scott, you got any vampire movies you're a fan of? Uh, not really, but if I had to pick, I'd go uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we should watch man. that, though. <laughs> 
It was a bad movie. It's, it's <laughs> it, yeah. I, I did prefer the Hansel and Gretel witch hunter movie. Oh, that's a fun movie, actually. That's not that really is vampires, fun, yeah. is it? But that wasn't no, vampires. Fun. No, I was going to say, I, but, yeah. I like that one, yeah. Similar style to the Abraham Lincoln one. Though. You guys are missing out. Like, Fright Night? That's a great vampire yeah, movie. That's a good movie. You, got, that, yeah. you didn't like the I Francis Ford Coppola Bram's. Bram Stoker's. Uh, you know, you either love it Stoker's. or you hate that movie. Yeah. It's a little cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The book Especially is Especially Keanu. Back in the day. Keanu. Keanu. Did you ever see Kronos? The uh, Guillermo del Toro? <sighs> that is a great movie. Yeah. And that no. that and Let the Right One In, I think, are really good vampire oh, movies. Oh, shit. Yeah, Let the Right One In is good. Now I want to change my answer again. Damn it. Oh, oh, <laughs> I actually oh. have the soundtrack for that somewhere. I, I'm going to change my answer, too. Okay. Uh, the, lo- the Lost Boys. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Lost Boys. You're not going to do Bon Jovi? uh... I I also liked 30 Days of Night. Yeah, that is a good movie, too. Damn it, I like vampire movies. Yeah, (laughs) I know, that's what I'm saying. There's some decent vampire movies out there. So, the reason I brought up vampires is because the subspecies series is about vampires. I'm going to read the plot here, and then we'll jump into some initial impressions and discussions. Still in the thrall of the evil vampire Radu, Michelle yearns to be taught the skills of the vampire. Meanwhile, her sister Becky tries to free her from his evil clutches, and this time, she's brought some help. Aaron, what did you think of Subspecies 3? I have no idea. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> and I'm trying to be fair because picking a, a movie in the middle of a series is, you know, you got to be fair. I've never yeah. seen the first two. I don't know what the hell's going on. Sure. Um, the ending was fantastic and it makes me want to watch the next one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of, AJ said it first, but I kind of want to go and actually watch the first one. So I, I have an idea what's going on. Okay. I will say it's pretty slow for a vampire movie. But not in like a entertaining way, like interview with a vampire. It's just pretty slow. Okay, Todd. I agree mostly with what uh, with what Aaron said. Some of the visual stuff was really cool, and it had all the stuff you'd expect from a vampire movie. Like, oh crap! If they get in the sunlight, they in trouble. Like it had a really cool sunlight scene. Uh, they're just. I think you mentioned it during the movie, Chris. There was just very little actual plot. So much was happening, but nothing was happening. No, no story was moved forward. No, they took like 15 seconds then and got the entire plot in like 15 seconds. But there really wasn't a lot of plot movement throughout the whole thing. AJ. Yeah, I mean, kind of echo what everyone else has said, but I, it, I feel like you'd really had to have seen one and two. And it seemed like this was just kind of wrapping up a couple of loose ends from those movies. and. uh I don't know. I tell you, it looked it looked really good though. Like some of the sets were amazing, and the lighting was good, and the makeup was good. It, it, I definitely want to check out the other films. Scott, yeah. Well, I I came into it with about what thirty minutes left, and I I don't think I missed anything. So, Mm-mm. uh, I I'd, I'd go along with everyone else. It, it was really kind of just wrapping stuff up, and then setting up the fourth movie, I guess, with that uh, the last scene. I am willing to place a bet that if we took all of the movies of the subspecies series and you combine them, you could make one pretty good movie. But I'm going to bet they all have scenes where there's some cool gore effects and set pieces and stuff. But for the most part, they're probably very, very drawn out like this movie was. Yeah. Where not too much actually happens because the budget isn't there, but when things do happen, it's well done. So yeah, it's probably that's probably pretty accurate. Somebody said it best when we were watching it that it felt like a soap opera. Yes, so it's more romantic. It's like a romantic vampire movie in the sense of like you know like Dracula or something like that. It's not an action movie like Thirty Days of Night or anything like that. The the main vampire guy Rodu is like very much like Dracula right like he doesn't do anything he's not yeah. like yeah he's kind of the charismatic guy yeah I think he's just lonely and needs some companionship because his crazy mother won't leave him alone Todd, you could you could probably <laughs> understand that right uh, I'm, I'm, feel, I'm feeling him I'm feeling him on that one yeah is it his mother 
Yes, it is his mother. Okay. All right, cool. She looked great, by the way, for her age. <laughs> that is some of the visual effects were, were really good. Like the masks and uh, the makeup and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like when people were killed and stuff, the gore effects were, were well done. The Rodu looked creepy as hell. He had these extremely long fingers and fingernails. And he, whenever he would talk, he had like blood squirting out of his mouth. And he, he has like <laughs> emphysema or he has some sort of lung cancer or something. Because <laughs> the way he talks is like this and you don't understand yeah. anything he's saying the whole time. But it was cool. He was hamming it up and thought he was a cool character. It's just like nothing fucking happened yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of time spent just them walking around the castle grounds trying to figure out how to get in and then coming back the next right. day and just doing it all over again. This makes no sense. I can appreciate a movie with a simple plot where it's a simple setup, you know? They're trying to get her yeah. sister back who's been turned into a vampire. Probably There's probably millions of movies out there like that. It's just... In between the, the scenes that needed to happen to progress the story, nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beginning. I felt and like end. this, it would have been better if it would have just been like one linear story, like throughout the day. They get into the castle, it takes a long time, but they come, overcome all these obstacles to do it. Instead of just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, made just a waste of time. Maybe the uh, Romanian Park Service kept chasing them off. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they like had weapons and everything ready like they had a halberd or whatever you want to call it. what's it called Aaron? Uh, ah i don't know maybe you want to play dark souls it looked like a halberd. Yeah, no, you're right that's a halberd some sort of axe and i was hoping that there would be minions of the vampire or something that would like protect the cool. castle grounds that they would fight but nothing there's nothing all there is is fucking yeah. old lady grandma who's a va- who's a <laughs> zombie and rodu and the fledgling vampire michelle <laughs> We gotta, we gotta get his name straightened out. <laughs> what is it, Todd? Rodu, Rogu, Ra, Rogu, Radu, Radu. Yeah, every time you say it, it's different. It's just, it's just Radu. It's all it is. Radu, Radu. It's, it's, it's Dolph Lundgren all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, do you want to tell me, uh, explain a little bit about the opening scene in the movie and set some of the story up for us better? <sighs> so. <laughs> I I can't tell how much of this was like a recount from a previous movie or if this was literally supposed to be all in this movie. I I couldn't. It wasn't apparent, but two people, two girls fell into the the clutches of a vampire, Mm -hmm. the vampire Radu. And there were more people. There was like an old guy. Immediately, the old guy gets stabbed. There was at least one old guy that got stabbed. And then uh, Becky the free sister is all like, Oh no, somebody's got dead. And her sister, what's her face? Vampire sister, Michelle gets bitten. So Michelle turns into a vampire. Becky's scared. There's like a struggle. Somebody else gets stabbed straight in the fucking face. Radu. Radu gets stabbed in the face. (laughs) Oh, it, it was Radu. Yeah, Radu That's actually right. dies. You're you're right. Yeah, he got stabbed straight up in the face, and then they tried to escape. And um, Becky, I get Becky and Michelle confused. Becky's standing at the top of steps. She's all like, "Hey, let's get out of here." And the, her sister won't leave. So whatever, she leaves. Her sister stays there. And then I guess mom, the sorceress mom, brings uh, Radu back by doing some crazy magic seance thing and like unstabbing his face like she stuck that thing directly back she in the took, stab hole she took michelle's blood <laughs> by slicing her wrist and stabbing it into radu's face which yeah. which makes perfect sense scientifically speaking yeah. of course when, when you think about it and so then M- becky gets away and the first thing she thinks to do when she's outside the the, the wall is strip naked and change Oh, I missed that part. You missed it. It was fantastic. You missed missed everything. Man. Yeah, you did. So the Crypt Keeper lady, Radu's mother, who performs the seance to bring Radu back, makes it a point pretty much in every scene to say that Michelle, while she's beautiful, has a power over her child, which is Radu. So there's some sort of balance going on there, a struggle between Radu loving this Michelle girl and the mother being jealous or something. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
And that's basically the entire fucking movie. So yeah. thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> because between that scene and the very end, nothing much really happens. It's true. Yeah, not not really. I mean, oh, there's a big chunk afterwards where they're just trying to convince the police that vampires exist or convince the detective that vampires is yes because the detectives do show up like in the next scene to the crypt where all that crap went down and they're looking around and there's like fucking skulls everywhere and everything and they're not worried about any of that shit though and they think somebody was just murdered there they definitely think it's a murder just to just to start and then radu the mother and michelle perform some sort of weird seance and warp away yeah, they, they use their, you know, they transport themselves to a castle. And then my question was, I guess, in the, uh, you'd have to assume in movie one or two that they know they're going to this castle. Because all of a sudden, everyone shows up at this castle, knowing that's where they are. Yeah, I thought the detective would know about the vampires already, given that this was the third movie. But yeah. yeah. So do you think Radu's some, like, famous vampire and, like, known around the land like Dracula is? Yeah, yeah, I think he's... Like he's, I don't know he's got some street cred. He's yeah, like, I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like uh, everybody knows it's exactly him. I think it's more like the old uh, babushkas talk about waking up the vampire all the time, and they're seen as crazy ladies. But like they, the legend is at least known. It sounds like yeah, they must because they're in that castle, and that's obviously their castle. The way yeah. it's decked out. Yeah, nobody uh, nobody else ever goes to the castle, right? No. Yeah. So what do we think happened in the second movie? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about this this bloodstone. <laughs> that's that seems like that's what it's sort of that's the whole shtick. I w- I haven't seen any of the other ones obviously, but I would guess this same thing happens in all of them. I would guess he dies in all of them and comes back in all of them. So the bloodstone is like his power source, right? I would be willing to wager another bet that all of these movies ends with people being captured in his castle and somehow they narrowly escape. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So how come when he's a vampire, he looks like, I think Scott said it, like he looks like a Swedish death metal band member, like black metal, right? Yeah, black metal. Yeah, he looks like a black metal singer. A dark throne member or something. And his hands are huge, with huge nails, but when Michelle gets turned into a vampire, she still looks like a girl, like a normal girl. What happened to him? Is she fully changed, though? Because he, he said she wasn't ready. And... But then his, mo- his mother was a witch. Was she so a witch? maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, she was a Crypt Keeper witch. <laughs> right? <laughs> so wait, she's listed as a mummy in IMDb. So, so AJ, are you saying the Crypt Keeper is a witch? Yeah, I thought she was. I thought no, she, no, not she, her. I'm asking the Crypt Keeper. Oh, from what? Like from Tales, Tales from, the, from Crypt? the Crypt? No, no. He's just like he's just a skeleton man. Okay, so he's a skeleton man, but she is a witch. Yeah, even though they look basically the same. Yeah, well, she she has sorcerer powers. I thought <laughs> she cursed him at the end, right? Curse is definitely pretty witchy. That's a witchy. It's a, yeah. She didn't actually curse anybody. She just said, "I curse you for treating my son like crap." Yeah. When I'm, I bet you. Well, she brought him back from the dead. I don't know. Like when I'm about to die, <laughs> if I know that I'm about to die, I'm not gonna be like, "I love you." I'm gonna be like, "I curse you," because that's one way to die. Like that's somebody will remember that always. Am I the only one <laughs> that thinks she had magical powers? <laughs> oh, she obviously had magical powers. She threw that. Yeah, that that knife was moving so at like two miles her? an hour. A Not a mummy, no. Oh, but she is because she's Rodu's mummy. She's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you had that chambered this whole time, I am fucking leaving right now. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just I just threw that out there, just like that, dog. Uh, just like that. What do you think is the taxes are on that castle? Oh man. Well, there's probably a lot of land, but it's Romania. Yeah. So what do they have in Romania besides like goats? Uh, and they castles? used to have dictators. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's pretty offensive, Chris. Yeah. Is what it? do they have in Romania except I, for goats I, and castles? <laughs> Actually Romania is supposed to have a really rich music culture. <laughs> okay, if that if that's the case, the music in this movie, the band they had playing at that bar was fucking 
terrible. Yeah. Well, and I actually even... wrote down, people in Romania have terrible taste in music, well, unless it's black metal. <laughs> even what's-his-name said that. He even said that the band was bad, and you could hear him from miles away. He, he yeah. said how bad the violin yes, was? Yes, he did. He said, R- Radu said violin mm-hmm. is the worst or something. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Violin is the worst. I mean, after all those, de- you know, after being dead for that long, you would think you would have some... Some music knowledge and a good ear by then. Right? Oh, he said it's a disgrace. Yes. The violinist yeah, right. is a disgrace. What makes it a disgrace? Why was he so ugly? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, aren't you supposed to like become youthful after you Some like? Some people are just ugly, dude. Like, hey man, Nosferatu. Yeah, he was not. That's true. That's true. Maybe pretty. they're going with that old kind of style of vampire. If you could live forever, would you want to look like that? Though, I mean, you're stuck in a castle. Then, what yeah. could you freaking yeah. do with your time? Yeah. That's why he had to abduct the girls. He abducts them all. Yeah. Nobody's there on their free will. Michelle is not in love with him. She says that many times that she hates him and wants him dead and all that bullshit. There is some continuity from this movie, from the last movies we've watched. He rips their shirts open. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, he missed miss shirt ripping. Yeah. Oh. So during uh, <laughs> A scene where Radu is trying to teach Michelle how to be a vampire. They go into town. And the way they go into town, whenever Radu is like, he transforms. Because I know vampires are supposed to be able to like transform into a bat or into a shadow or a wolf or whatever. I think that's typically what a vampire is supposed to be able to yeah. do. But whenever he transforms, you are shown buildings. And then you see like his hand as a shadow cool. over everything. So I guess he turns into a shadow he, hand. He, he, tur- he turns shadow into shadow puppets. Shadow puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. puppets. This, this time... This time I'm a dog. Roof, roof, roof. Radu puts on the most amazing shadow puppet shows. You have no idea. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He was picking up those girls on the street with his hand. Remember that? Yeah. So he picks up this this Romanian girl and brings him back to his lair, where he immediately rips open his shirt, her shirt, and the breastlesses are spilling out everywhere. Scott, you missed it. <laughs> oh. There's one after the other. There's oh, like two of them. There are two of them. So this isn't total no, recall. No, that's total okay. recall. <laughs> and then Radu oh, eats, uh, feeds on her, and then... As you do. Uh, yeah. Then Michelle feeds on her. Uh, uh, that's it. That was, pretty, that was pretty sweet, that cage they were dropping on people to keep them in. A big giant metal cage. Oh, but it was bad. How hard would that be to hook up a cage like that? The problem with that, though, is if you do have a cage that you can trigger with your throne, yeah, everyone has to be in the exact right spot for that to work. Because I imagine, but like ninety-five percent of the time, it would like hit them on the shoulder or something. <laughs> but and you'd be like, like, "Oh, like sorry, a- sorry." <laughs> like, what do you say to that? Who who is not seeing your cage? He's like, come up here and kneel before your master. Oh, you mean right in his big fucking cage? How can you not see that? You know what would have been better? It would have been more hidden, too, if they had a net that would have fell. <laughs> no one ever ha- sees the you net. You would have to be like, come up and, and kneel. Oh, no, no, come up like six inches back. Uh, uh, three, three inches back. Uh, yes, don't Falls move. down, hits them, kills them, decapitates them. Ah, shit, give me another one. <laughs> what the, uh, yeah they have to like crank it back up then or something i don't know there's a lot of like there's a lot of torches and stuff around his castle too like he needed like yeah. igor or somebody some sort of like yeah. major somebody he's some minions i don't really see uh rodu radu oh my or god god's sake oh, shut yeah. your fucking face <laughs> going around lighting all these torches and stuff yeah they needed a couple more characters i think that would have helped a lot in the castle just a couple like one or two yeah i wanted some creatures like gargoyles, man. Hey, we uh, got him at the end. Yeah, wow. well, like in uh, pretty cool. in like Bram Stoker's Dracula and stuff, when they're riding to his castle, there's always like werewolvesy kind of, or just wolves in the forest and stuff like that. Yeah, they needed scenes where it was like misty in the forest and creepy, and they because they had a lot of scenes where they were going to the castle in the woods. But the woods were yeah. never creepy or anything like that. I felt like it was a bit of a missed opportunity there. Yeah, they should do stuff like that. Like, even in that in the book, Dracula, there's, like, lights in the forest, and you're not even sure what they are. Like, there should be, like, more lore to it. That brings yeah. a good point, Chris. There's nothing creepy about this movie. It's a little bit... No. It's kind of disgusting in some ways, but it's not creepy at all. There's nothing scary. Yeah. I do appreciate the fact that it was, like, a real castle, though. Yeah. yeah the scenery It awesome. looks cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. it was a sweet set. I think all the sets were really cool too. Like the inside sets were great. 
when the police show up to the castle in searching for Michelle, they're like they use that the megaphone. They're like, "Open the gates," but there's no one there. But the one police officer is holding flowers. What the? F- what was that about? <laughs> I don't know. Why? Why is the one guy always eating hot dogs? <laughs> police chief is always eating Romanian hot dogs. I think they're hot dogs. He needs to go to the dentist, man. Yeah, oh, tomorrow. Does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that was disgusting. There yeah, was, he's going he's gonna to have to get those all replaced. There was an extended sequence with the police chief and what's what's the other sister's name? Uh, Becky? Becky. So yeah, the extended sequence of the police chief and Becky talking. And it was zoomed in on their faces. And the police it's chief awful. teeth are like so rotted and gross. I know. And his mustache. Like maybe he should have played the vampire. <laughs> like, like fucking hot dog bits on his mustache and speaking, stuff. Speaking of teeth, Ugh. speaking of teeth though, the vampires, the vampires' teeth. Whenever their fangs get longer, it looks like they have no front teeth. Did anyone right. else notice yeah. this? Yes. Every I single time, that. I'm like, yeah. where did their two front teeth go? All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Whenever they turn into a vampire. I don't know, man. There is another scene where that police chief is driving through the town and stops because he finds an abandoned car. And he gets out and he's not wearing any shoes. He's in his socks, (laughs) walking around the street. And then there's like a four minute long sequence of him itching his ass. Yeah, what was that about? Who thought, let's leave the ass, who's like, let's leave the ass itching scene in? I know. It's like one take, they didn't have enough film to do it again. And Uh. that was within a 45 minute dry spell of nothing happening. So the ass itching sequence was the most action we had. Oh, Bob, I told you not to itch your ass. We're low on film. You just, you had to itch your ass. He had, it was he was deep in that asshole, just itching it up. <laughs> it must have been bothering him all day. He was out in that heat, walking around that castle, you know. Why were they digging on the castle ground, the cops? Like, what are they trying they to They couldn't get in the castle because they weren't allowed to. They would need to get court approval or whatever, but they're allowed to just start digging up the yard. It was a grave. It was a grave. Because it had the cross... Yeah, it had the cross. I was I was sort of wondering if that wasn't related to one of the prior movies. Yeah, maybe it was. But then they said it was an empty grave. Yeah. After they dug for four seconds, they're like, nope, this one's empty. <laughs> so wait, let's think about that. If it's an empty grave, it's not really a grave then, right? It's just a hole that's been filled Is, in. Was that supposed to was that supposed to be the whole intro to like hey the lady that's up there is the one who's supposed to be in this grave oh maybe did we did we miss that and that's what they were trying to say right there it's it's unclear but becky and her her boyfriend um, yeah the guy from the embassy right yes i haven't really talked about embassy guy are trying to get into the castle to find her sister michelle and so they go there and they spy on them at nighttime and they see the light turn on in the tower. And as soon as they see that, they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out of here. And they get in the car and it's like super intense. And the guy's like backing into trees and shit. And then they just drive off. And <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought the car wasn't going to start or something crazy like that. It wasn't very intense. No, could have been. No, they set him up as though he was a love interest. And yeah. then it never plays out into anything. I know. So does I wonder if he's... Ca- we probably have to watch the next one. Do you one. think he's in the second one? I don't know. I thought... No, I don't think so, because it made it sound like when she called the embassy at the bar at the beginning, like, that's who they that's sent. That's who they sent, okay. But I didn't understand that for the longest time that it was from the embassy until that came up later yeah. in the movie. Like, he's from the embassy. You're right. I was like, oh, I thought he was just like, you know, because we didn't see the first two movies. I thought he was like a friend or something from that. Well, she invites him back to her hotel room because she doesn't want to be left mm-hmm. alone, and... Oh yeah. He hastily explains that the old lady, witch lady, Radu's mother, birthed Radu, and then Radu ended up killing everybody in his bloodline to claim the castle as his own. Yes. And he, does he does he know that from reading that magazine? He was reading a magazine <laughs> about furniture. <laughs> and he learned that tidbit. But he there. could just he figured it all out. He must be in in the other movies somehow to know that kind of stuff. That makes any sense. But then they start to make sweet, sweet love. And she gets like oh, these yeah. flashbacks of yeah. Old Man Old Man uh, River getting stabbed in the face and Yeah, she needs some help. What what was the point of any of that? 
Yeah, I don't know. It was filler, man. Filler. Well, they they wanted to do the whole flashback thing, though, too. They wanted to show that she's fragile, but she's tough at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a, they had a story arc. It just didn't amount. <laughs> but I guess they needed the embassy guy because he has a friend who's a fake special ops marine. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. He was an interesting character. Yeah, so they call him up and he meets them at the castle and he brings rope because that was what they were missing. <laughs> oh, and he and he and he had silver bolts that he uh, whittled down himself yeah, from melted crosses. Yeah. He looked like yeah. he looked like straight up GI Joe. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to be like the guy to save the day. He looked like us dressed for paintball. <laughs> like a bunch yeah. of just loser middle aged guys. You can scale that wall though, guys. Yeah, he he does scale the castle wall with like Spider Man, no safety harness or anything. Like it legit looked yeah. like the dude was climbing up that wall, which is extremely dangerous because it was like twenty feet high. It looked like. Yeah. Can you imagine if you fell doing that? You'd like shatter your legs and stuff. Because there's people like who, <laughs> who go up in trees to go like deer hunting, and they put those tree stands up, and they fall off, and they fucking break all their bones. That's because they go up there with six yeah. packs and get hammered. But there's there's like. Rock climbers that scale free, you know, yeah, freehand free scale, yeah. free climbers that scale massive walls yeah. and things that are ridiculous, and they do it. Yeah. They're just they're called insane. But when they do get up there, he throws a rope, and and the embassy dude comes up, and then all of a sudden, the next scene, they've somehow climbed the huge tower, which is like right? four hundred feet high. What? And they're just climbing in through the window. No rope. They don't need no, no, rope. no rope. They brought and that they brought no they brought all the halberds and spikes with them. <laughs> And machine guns. They had those machine guns. They kept clanking against the wall, and it sounded like plastic guns. <laughs> <laughs> they get up in the room, and the mother is there, who looks like a zombie lady. So the special ops guy opens up with his machine gun on her, and she's not getting hurt at all by this machine gun for some reason. <laughs> she uses her special uh, magic telekinetic powers, whatever you want to call it, and makes a knife slowly fly across the room into the special ops guy's head. That was awesome. a glorious sequence that you missed, AJ. It was. It yeah, was that was, awesome. that was awesome. That it was really, really, it really, it really tied the it. movie together. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, I'm going to tell you that right now. Man. And then, um, I don't know what happens. Because <laughs> it cuts away. She gets the radio and, and, and listens it- to the... Uh, Michelle chick like screaming at her and she smashes the radio against the wall. Well, that that's the thing. That was quite a bit of time later, but nothing really happened in there of any substance. Yeah. Well, that, isn't yeah. during that time the mother and Radu have a fight over Michelle? Yeah, right after that they do. And Radu rips his mother's arm off and yeah. then cuts her head off and throws it in the fire. <laughs> she does that because because Radu gives uh, Michelle a priceless treasure which is just a stupid necklace and the mother gets super jealous yeah such family drama guys it was her precious treasure it, it's so stupid it's so like mother. It's so soap opera feeling why is he living with his mother still he's like, <laughs> he's like four- 10 centuries old and he still lives in his mother's castle come on guys hasn't he gone have you seen his face AJ <laughs> <laughs> forever alone He's got mama and baby mama drama up in here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, was Michelle supposed to be like his lover or like his daughter? Oh, lover, for sure. He claimed her and he's like, this is going to be my... Because I'm guessing in the other movies he probably had a lover or someone that was in that position. And you need another person. So all the vampire ever wants is just love? Maybe it has something to do with that bloodstone he maybe, has. I don't maybe know. he should love himself first. Before he tries yeah. to love somebody else. Yes. That's why he's so good with his hand. <laughs> All his hands. <laughs> Too much self-love. It looked pretty good when she was firing those silver bullets at him. Yeah. All she 27 up, of them. Uh, <laughs> Becky ends up Extended getting clip. into the... <laughs> coming up to the castle and uh, Michelle, the vampire girl, her sister, gets the handgun with the silver bullets and, and just blows Radu away. Don't worry, he's not dead, though. Yet. And now, of, of course oh, was Yeah, dead. of course not. And then they stumble out of the castle, and the sun's coming up, and she's like, ah! 
with her bad acting, and they have to throw her in a knapsack because she's melting. <laughs> it was a body bag, wasn't it? Yeah. Why did they have that with them? Oh, they planned ahead. I always carry body bags. They planned bags. ahead. Yeah. They they knew she was a vampire. They planned ahead. That's where they kept yeah. all their plastic machine guns. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Good thing it was the perfect size for her to fit into. She was little. Although, I didn't think uh, <laughs> Michelle and Becky really looked like sisters at all. No. Man, Becky had the worst haircut, too. Yeah. She had, like, that mop top cut. Because one of them was attractive and one of them looks like they got hit by a no. truck. <laughs> Although she did look good in the tight jeans when they'd show I, that. I that think that nice. AJ's going to be, like, our resident style analysis guy. <laughs> these. Like, he's so like, hard on these women. Maybe it was the, maybe it's the hairstyle of the time in Romania. We don't know. Some right? people like that. Yeah, man. Come on. You're, you're like a big retro guy. You love old school stuff. <laughs> you're bashing people like. Oh, that's, that's really well, old school. I know, man. but like, like. You should. You just, no, I just think I expect you to be like an open guy to kind of be like, well, <laughs> I don't like it, but I respect it. I mean, her eyebrows are way too big I, for I, her I respect, face. You're right, but so what? You know, that's whatever. I'm too hard nah, on her hair. But yeah, the one sister was hot, the other not so much. So there we go. In- instead, you're like, nah, she's bush pig. <laughs> oh she's not a bad looking girl. She just looks no. like my, my aunt because it's like she has this haircut. horrible haircut. What are you saying? Yeah. She's, she's wearing like mom jeans that are like your, super high. Your aunt doesn't and... listen to this podcast, does she? No. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know what she she has the haircut that like my my gym teacher used to have. Now now all of our listeners that wear mom jeans are gonna stop listening. <laughs> that's fine, yeah, frankly. That's if you're our, wearing that's mom our whole jeans, fan base, right? You need to reflect yeah. on your decisions in life uh, and change that jeans. while you still have time. <laughs> what were we talking about? Hair, haircuts. We were at the end. We were talking about them escaping. We got on the haircuts. Somehow. What do you think of Radu's haircut, though? Uh, uh, he had long hair, man. I don't know. He was definitely, so was it, you know. Was it working for you, AJ? Uh, it was pretty cool. I felt like, you know, he could, he probably has a couple metal bands that he's in, you know. There's that's nails he was sporting, though. That would be really annoying. Although, yeah. I bet if you ask my wife, she would say that that's me because <laughs> I have a thing with cutting my toenails. I fucking hate it. And those things are out of control. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that right now. I, you can like play the banjo with them. <laughs> I could scale that wall. Just to say that, no problem. <laughs> I'm like a fucking bear. I could just climb trees like nothing. And maybe maybe that's an idea for a movie. So, it can be some kind of superhero. If somebody tries to mug you, you're like, wait, wait. Let me take off my shoes first <laughs> and my socks. Yeah, and then I, claw, I I strike at them with my feet. I'm a, they I'm just a pop out of your sneakers. And just like cat claws. I'm just going to go on record now. I've never been robbed in bare feet. (laughs) Come at me. (laughs) But it would be really difficult dealing with those those nails all the time. How would you do anything? Uh, I wonder if those were just like giant rubber prosthetic hand kind of thing. I'm sure they are, but they they were so long that I have to imagine they're a bit brittle. Like he was stabbing people with them, but I feel like they would just break in half. Probably. Maybe Maybe they're just like super, super vampire nails or something. I liked I liked at the end there that when he was like stumbling down the steps and then the sun comes up that was pretty pretty good looking. It did look effects. good. They they weren't clear on that though for a while because they were outside in the sun yeah. and it wasn't showing that the sunlight was burning them or anything. Yeah, they should have had like a smoke machine yeah, going at least. Right. Until that one <laughs> scene where Radu is finally like it zoomed in on him and his face is starting to melt awesome. and stuff and it re- it looked really good. Yeah, that was cool. That's like classic kind of our effect there cutting back and forth and he like digresses yeah yeah <laughs> it was, that stuff. and it was well done and he starts to catch on fire eventually and he stumbles and falls off the castle wall and is well, impaled well, well wait he climbs up onto the castle wall oh, and yeah. jumps off <laughs> <laughs> why we don't know he had to end it or he could just turn around and went back in the castle and been fine but whatever <laughs> he's He's so fucking dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he's still living with his mom, man. What do you expect? Angsty, like, yeah. an angsty like... teen vampire. <laughs> yeah. When he fell, though, off the castle and is impaled on that tree, he gets it right through the face. Awesome. Oh, yeah. But it's like, it's like the face and the hand and the right butt cheek. It's like the weirdest stabs <laughs> ever. <laughs> That would probably kill you, right? <laughs> one of them, one of them uh, definitely went like right through his hand. I didn't understand what they were getting at there. 
I think you could pull through the hand and the butt cheek, but maybe not the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the coolest part in the movie happens, guys, the claymation. Yeah. It's fantastic. Anytime you can get away with good claymation, you got to do it. That was the stinger at the end. Is There's like a little blood drip from Radu, and for whatever reason, it turns into these little goblin claymation creatures who run up and grab what we assume is the bloodstone. I wonder if they're in the other movies. They were really cool. They're in the other ones. I have no idea. The the bloodstone is clearly in other movies. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I don't don't know what the bloodstone does. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the bloodstone does? I think it holds the power of other vampires' blood, and it makes you stronger if you have it. Thus, Mm. the bloodstone. And it, it obviously can reincarnate you, so it must be pretty powerful. That's a pretty good theory. Anybody else have a theory? Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. Well, it's hard to think of a theory now that AJ just put forth like the best theory ever. <laughs> How about it was like his his mother's priceless jewel? <laughs> well, I didn't know if it made, if it made him or something. Like the blood in in that is what makes you. A I think it's I weird know. that it looks like a heart. I'm imagining that it was the heart of the first of his line. Oh, and, that's a good but, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, like it, what's that's that cool. called when? I lost the word when things turned to stone. Uh, the, no, no. Uh, pet- yes, petrified. petrified. Yeah. It's the petrified oh. heart of the first of his bloodline. I wonder if he he can't die unless the bloodstone is destroyed. Oh, maybe. Which is why maybe he's still alive as little gargoyle creatures. That could that be. could be. Although, are the gargoyle creatures him, or is that just like random things? I don't like, maybe I don't they know. Were, maybe they were inside. There's two of them. Him. There's not one of them, right? Yeah, there were two. Yeah, maybe they live inside they were pow- it. Like, oh, they were empowering creatures. Him. They're like Quato. <laughs> yeah. We definitely got to watch the first and second def- one. It was, it was interesting enough that I would yeah. want to go back and find we, out what's we going on. We definitely need to watch Total Recall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with Colin Get Farrell. your ass to Mars. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Colin. <laughs> looks the part, and... He sort of acts the part, but he doesn't do anything interesting or cool. Who would you put? Who would you cast as Radu if you could oh, cast obviously anyone? Obviously, Dolph Lundgren <laughs> or <laughs> or Matthias Hughes. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like Terrence Stamp. Oh, actually, I can see that. <laughs> Go for like true British all the way. I don't know. <laughs> Christopher Lee would have been good. Wow. Yeah, but Christopher Lee's been like a million vampires, hasn't he? I know. You could have played like the the father, the sorcerer. I, I would cast Meatloaf. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he would he would do anything for love. Why is it called what's what's subspecies? Like what's the title? That's the, that's, the I think of like creatures that's underground. Like the commonality between all of them, right? Subspecies. Yeah, yeah. You think there's other like creatures in the first and second one that are not vampires? That'd be cool. Yeah, well, I mean, if the mom isn't a vampire, then that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So instead of calling it, like, vampires, they say subspecies because it kind of covers a gamut of humanoid creatures that aren't humans. Hmm. I don't know. A subspecies cannot be recognized independently. A species will either be recognized as having no subspecies at all or at least two. What the hell does that mean? So what? You're gonna start with like taxonomical <laughs> references now, Chris? I yeah. thought he was just thinking. Yeah, yeah. He was like staring up into space. Nah, I was looking at my other monitor. This, this, it all. this movie makes no sense when it guys. comes to taxonomy. And <laughs> he didn't have a cool drawbridge bridge for his castle either. I didn't show that at all. They didn't show anything like of the main gate like at the, all. Did they? No, the castle was cool because it was a real castle, but it didn't look cool because it was just like. It was a cool, like, Romanian style. Yeah, I know, but they didn't, they didn't light it or anything so that it looked, like, creepy. Yeah. And there was no props and around. It was just like, oh, here's a... On the inside, it did. Yeah, but that wasn't inside the castle, I don't think. No, it's a set, of course, yeah. yes, but... They should have had a set for, like, the outside, like, done it up a little bit, because it was so run yeah, down. All the grass was long, and, like, and yeah. That was, like, the only thing I felt was lacking in sets was that area. They should have just shot it at, like, dawn and dusk. Instead of shooting it in bright daytime and yeah, then nighttime and then only. Lit it and yeah, because it, it could really have been cool. cool. Yeah. So Radu is played by Anders Hove, which I've never heard of him before, but he is was a regular on General Hospital and oh, really? Port and Port Charles, Ooh, which are two soap hey, there operas. There you go. 
Yeah. Good job. And then Michelle was played by Denise Duff, who apparently is in all of the subspecies movies. Cool. <laughs> and sounded like a question. But she's also a regular on The Young and the Restless. Huh. Oh. Um, yeah, it's all starting to make sense, it's isn't it, guys? Together. Yeah, that's why the soap opera is. Yeah. Mel, who was the uh, embassy guy, is played by Kevin Spiritus, who plays Dr. Craig Wesley on the soap opera Days oh. of Our Lives. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and on the soap opera One Life to Live. He was also in Friday the 13th, Part 7, mm. The New Blood. Cool. Um, Subspecies 3 was shot back-to-back with Subspecies 2. So that leads me to believe that maybe uh, the first one and the second one might be, like, not as connected, possibly. Although I think they all star Radu. So maybe not. I I saw on IMDb the first one and the second one are rated a lot higher than the third one. So there might be a lot more story in there. Okay. We can hope. The director and writer of the movie was Ted Nicolau. And he did all of the subspecies movies. He also did Terror Vision, Dragon World, and Vampire Journals. Vampire Journals is actually a spinoff of the subspecies (laughs) franchise. That's cool. So I think it's a standalone movie, though. Although when we were watching this, I didn't see this on the IMDb credits, but in the opening credits of the movie, it says that this movie is based off an original idea by Charles Band. So I don't know if like Charles Band told this dude to write something and he did. That's pretty cool. There's a bunch of musicians involved. I'm guessing they've reused music from all the other previous movies. That's why. But Richard Kosinski uh, did a bunch of the music for it. And he was a keyboard player who did movie uh, music for like Hanna-Barbera. Oh, like Shows. cartoons. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't remember much music in the movie. There was, was some there? decent music. It sounded very like Castlevania-esque. It fit, I thought. It wasn't anything too impressive. It was no Hans Zimmer. Oh. But that Zero We're Boys hoping, theme. Guys, we're damn, hoping, guys. damn, that Zero Boys theme is so good. <laughs> uh, and then William Levine was also a composer, and he did music for, like, Evil Bong High Five and <laughs> the documentary. That's something to be known for, right? Babes Behind Bars, which uh, I don't even know what kind of music. Yeah. This movie is a full moon movie, so you, if you're a member of full moon streaming, I think you can watch Ooh, all of them. It's exciting. It's actually a really good service, and I think it's available on like Blu-ray and everything on Amazon if you're really interested in watching it. I'd like to see the whole series. Yeah. I f- feel like, like I said originally, I think like there is a, probably a really good movie in there if you took all parts of all of them and... <laughs> You gave it to J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> smash them together. <laughs> Takes all the best parts from him. Makes a movie out well, of that's it. Like, uh, that's what he does. We, saw, we were at a, a Hobbit feast party. We had some friends a couple weeks ago. They found this recut version of all three Hobbit movies into one. And it was like it was like oh. three hours. And it was it was good. And they cut out all the, the yeah. necromancer stuff and the... The elf love triangle thing and the white orc and <laughs> they really cut it down to the core story and it was actually pretty I, good. I have always said that about The Hobbit. They took three books and had the hardest time making them into three movies you could watch and then they took one book and turned it into three movies when it never had to be three movies. That's because yeah. they didn't focus the story on The Hobbit. Yeah, The Hobbit's anymore. like 90 pages. It's really... <laughs> yeah, well... yeah. They focused it on that other dwarf guy because he was like an action, you know, kind of character, like a hero kind of character instead of Bilbo. Yeah, yeah that no yeah. need to do that. The Hobbit's timeless. They should have just made one movie. So would you recommend The Hobbit? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Wait, the book or so, the movie? <laughs> no, nah, I was just kidding. Aaron, would you recommend Subspecies 3? Death Stalker or whatever the hell this is called? Bloodlust. Not blood. Bloodlust. If you've seen the first two, sure. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's comparable. Um, if it's going to be the first one you're going to watch, probably not, because you're not going to have a fucking clue what's going on. Todd? Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend it. I had to think for a second. I'd recommend it. It's Even if you don't know what's going on, it's a short film. It's pretty entertaining. Sets are good. 
Lots of gore. No jump scares. I like that. <laughs> AJ? Yeah, I'd recommend it. I Obviously, you have to probably see the first two, but it was entertaining. The sets were good. Like, pretty much what everyone said. It, it, I imagine you, you just really have to see the other ones to know the whole backstory of the characters. Scott, would you recommend 30 minutes of subspecies? <laughs> the part I saw was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I was pretty lost. It really seems like a, it's like act three of a three act play here. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, you miss all of the exposition and it's just like concluding everything. And it, it yeah, I, I don't think I could recommend it on its own, but maybe as part of the whole trilogy. Yeah. I'm, we clearly missed the beginning parts. So it's hard to completely recommend the movie. However, it did leave me intrigued to watch the other ones and knowing that this one's generally considered worse than the other two makes me pretty excited to actually go back and watch the first one and the first you know, and yeah. the second one. I don't, I, I don't think I've heard too much about the fourth one or the spinoff Vampire Chronicles, but the production and everything in this movie was well done. It could have been a little bit more entertaining. It was a bit boring at times, but it, it was still a pretty good entertaining cheesy B movie. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's a good vampire movie. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> Paul good Rubens movie. is in that, and he gets stabbed, and he's like, ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great All right, guys, so like I said, this was part of the pod crawl for the subspecies franchise. Go back, listen to That's Cool, That's Trash for the first uh, review of the first movie, Rogue Riffers for the second, Us for the third, and Wax on Wax Lyrical for the fourth. If you like what you heard, make sure you go into iTunes and leave us a review. That really helps out the show. Go to our YouTube site and watch the latest episode of our show where we watched Zombie 5 Killing Birds. You can find all that at badmovienightpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Bad Movie Night Podcast. If you have any questions or recommendations, send us an email at info at badmovienightpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.